Final Thoughts and Remediation Final Thoughts Hurt people stuck as children are what we see today. Many of us have adapted to the mainstream and become successful people with thriving businesses and beautiful families that appear so well and highly successful to the outside person. We are able to mask the trauma so greatly until some of us move on to become doctors and well-renowned surgeons that perform complicated surgeries that marvel the world. Does that mean they are healed from their past trauma and pain? Not exactly. Some people can suppress the pain and hurt to create a life that appears great and balanced. But have you looked at some of the personality traits of a person who is so successful? And what are the characteristics that you can see with the public eye? Some may be able to see that those successful people are part of what is known to society as the 1%, meaning they are high achievers and very wealthy and successful. However, they may have extreme trust issues and lack the ability to communicate personally. There's a vacuum that happened in their life, whether it was in their childhood or young adulthood. There is a vacuum, as we discuss, which happened that they are running from or trying to fill. Additionally, many of the 1% persons are able to divert their anger, trauma, and abuse into their dreams by using it for motivation and synergy. It's their pain and gain. They can understand that if they wanted to become successful, they had to work harder than in the past and channel the pain for their gain. Once they've achieved the ability to use the vacuum as fuel, unfortunately, they cannot always stabilize their emotions to the point of having a normal and calm life. This is because of the suppressed and energized trauma that makes them successful. Some 1% persons are very successful in quite the opposite way. Some had the advantage of loving and having a loving, supportive family structure that loved and cared for them. The support system were in place and the nuclear family structure was there. They were able to find mentorship and great friendships to help encourage them to where they are today. However, their ability to trust people outside of their immediate circle is missing. I'm reminded of a Bible verse that says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's found in Proverbs 18, chapter 24, verse. The vacuum effect, regardless of what way it happens in a person's life, can have a good and bad effect in a person's life. Suppose we allow the trauma and pain to restrict us from moving forward. In that case, we are surely destined to fall short of life's joys 
and peace because we are not able to look past the hurt and pain and only see and feel isolated and angry because the person who inflicted the trauma and pain has not been confronted in a way that gives closure. Sometimes a person unknowingly became the inflictor of the trauma and did not know by the words they spoke as a bully or prankster in your life that left scars that made us feel that insecurity and inferiority each time a trigger word or action comes to mind. Transforming and renewing our mind can only happen when we are willing to step out of our past, allow it to be the past, and find ways to overcome our present in a way that promotes milestones and measurable goals that cancel out the past pain by replacing them with thoughts of hope, plan, and a future. Surviving the shift does not happen overnight, and it may not happen when you are young enough to enjoy the thoughts and feelings of peace. Still, the journey towards peace should allow us to measure where we are emotionally and spiritually by how we converse and interact daily with others. If we are imparting goodness and kindness to others without expecting to get it back somehow, then we are surviving the shift. When we are able to believe there is a heavenly presence that loves us regardless of what the natural world has stolen through the mean and thoughtless acts imposed, then we can put our trust in a hope of better peace and a peaceful future. It's not easy to cast aside the hurt and pain, but we must find a way to allow ourselves to love and be loved again. The shift needs to start with forgiving ourselves because it is not our fault as a child or as a person who trusted any person or family member to love us, but they ultimately try to harm or destroy our future. Generational curses are real, but we can stop curses by understanding that a curse needs manifestation and a cause. If we constantly believe and position our hearts with a willingness to forgive, the curse cannot establish itself in our lives. As Christians, we believe that there is a spiritual entity known as Satan or the devil whose job is to steal, kill, and destroy our lives and hope. This is done by using others in our lives to steal our childhood dreams by telling us we would never amount to anything or be successful. The devil will try to kill our motivation to pursue our dreams and hopes by finding ways to keep us in poverty and calamity. He will always find a way to touch the finances or health of our family members, causing poverty and being poor to assign itself to our lives. Killing the hope of success and prosperity is one of the most detrimental things a family can encounter because money and sustenance are important to the living in the world. If a man cannot provide for his family, he feels worthless and less of a man. 
Thus, he begins to punish himself and others around him because his emotional success and physical ability to provide for his family are lost. Also, the mother and woman who has a child or children are trying to manage and maintain love and provisions for her family embarks on a journey to help find someone to provide and keep finance and food in the home. This starts to lower her standards for herself to provide food or clothing for the children. She starts to accept less than she is worth from a man or woman who is the predator who comes to take advantage of the vulnerability and vacuum that she is facing. All of these acts are acts of keeping you inside the vacuum and disallowing you to move forward in faith and assurance. It is important to note that if you see these instances happening in your life, to find help, call someone or ask yourself, am I better than my circumstances? You will find that you are and will be once you realize that you have a purpose and value. Men and women encounter these same feelings of insecurity and inadequacies at some point in their lives. As a result, we are thrust into a life that allows us to accept being treated less than we are. God has given us the ability to choose to live and pursue peace wherever we are in life. It is up to us to reach out, reach up, and make a choice to leave. All you have to do is take one step at a time and trust God for the rest. He will meet you there because the devil and a curse have no resting place. I'm reminded of what's called the serenity prayer. It was a prayer written by an American theologian named Reinhold Niebuhr in 1892 through 1971 was his, his death. As it reads... God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. In closing, the vacuum effect does not have the ability to dictate our future. We are in control of our future dreams and hopes during and after a vacuum effect. One key proponent that each person should find the time to become acquainted with is the ability to hope and trust. It is not easy to do these two things after trust has been broken through trauma and pain, but finding a way to establish it again in our lives is imperative. We will always encounter trials and tests that will try to place us back into the vacuum. It is up to us to find the strength and a newer and improved support network to help us navigate the mentally and emotionally tough times. Integrated psychology, psychotherapy, and group support can be a big help. A group setting allows a person to open up in increments safely without the stigma 
And lastly, take a chance to read the Holy Bible for yourself and not through someone else's eyes to see if the words talk to you emotionally and spiritually. The thoughts of man aren't what is needed when you are experiencing trauma and pain. We need support, understanding, and empathy that allows us to grieve, be angry, go through depression and anxiety, and finally heal in a way that diminishes the pain and memories that the vacuum effect has left. Time and love heal. Love and mercy fill in the wounded areas, and God gives the purpose. For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's found in Hebrews 4th chapter, 12th verse. Remediation. The proposed remediation for the vacuum effect is not a cookie-cutter process. Each individual's trauma and pain are different and substantial to the individual. One of society's missteps that happens are trying to help all people the same way and experiencing the same results. This is logically and statistically not possible. Our minds process data and situations completely different, and the courses of action will be different. This book is only a suggestive remediation from a general perspective and is not in no way a tool to address personal and detailed trauma and pain in a person's life. I encourage everyone who has found themselves in the pages of this book, look to seek professional help from a board-certified psychologist, a certified family counselor, or a degreed clergy who has majored in pastoral counseling or Christian counseling from an accredited graduate program. I also strongly encourage a relationship with God and Holy Spirit for spiritual support and conjoined answers to the mind, body, and spirit.